So I was delayed today. I, I uh, house sitting and dog sitting, and in my haste to get out to walk the dog, I left my keys, which also include the keys to the house, uh, in in the house that I'm house sitting. Locked my keys in. In and in this is the, this house is in the best part of town, correct? Well, I mean. It, I don't know what you think of North Minneapolis, but I, I think it's just fine. It's, um, it's like it's like what everybody thinks of the Midway. It's, of course, it's it's, it's, a, it's a gun-ridden, uh, knife-stabby jo- haven. Jordan's come a long way. Yes. You know, oh yeah, I know. There are there are many. Phillips has come a long way. There, there are there's, there's, many very nice parts of North Minneapolis. There are not a lot of bad spots in in Minneapolis, St. Paul anymore. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, and so but I digress. So that's why you were 45 minutes late getting here. It's to one of the, the reasons. It's, it's the most convenient reason that I was. Fair enough. Up. Well, when I knew MJ that I was going to be recording with you tonight, I. I just I just added in an extra like half hour uh, on top of like when I, you, we said we were going to meet to record the podcast because you're on uh, at what is affectionately known for, by all your friends as MJ time. MJ time, yes. Yeah. So we don't even like subscribe Korean time or no, no, no. It's, 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 it's very just, specific to you. A- a- MJ time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's almost get given a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the black heart of St. Paul, we are the Dames You Know. This is the Dames I Know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right. Um, as you may have heard from that cold open, uh, we are one Dave short this week, um, but we are replacing. It t- takes two people to replace one David Martin, and we have uh, MJ Hello. Uh, and uh, Rodrigo. Um, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, so both making, I think, their second appearances on the podcast. So congratulations, guys. You're two-timers. Two-timers in, in, now. In, in, in more ways than one. Rodrigo, for you, you're two-timing the 55-1 podcast. <laughs> slumming it down here. I'm double-timing. Double-time. Sl- I prefer, slumming, slumming I prefer double double-time. Double-time. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and MJ, you're back. You were here. You're you actually on mo- probably the most recent guest we had. So a couple weeks ago. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we are here at the lovely Black Heart of St. Paul, as I mentioned. Um, it is the Fourth of July, and not a ton of people in here. So it was perfect. <laughs> we should perfect. do every podcast on the Fourth of July, right? <laughs> just so we can be able to record and not have anything one, else going one, on. One uh, one podcast a year. It's like. 56 hours that's you know starts on july 3rd and goes through all the entire fourth that's of july. right we get all of our I mean, podcasting all out. we have to do is it's one of these days you know if we magically like all our brilliant minds we get together and create a podcast where we watch movies just a, and just review them, like a podcast-a-thon do, yeah <laughs> just 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 do it here at the black card ask him to put it put a dv hook up a dvd or something. oh yeah just we know we watch we, movies we definitely can do that um, yeah, soccer related movies rodrigo or are we uh, talking any movies just any movies yeah, yeah well i you know i would rather do like a mst3k on movies like live commentary than than do a live tweet you know a, a it was like th- this, that's this more whole my style. weekend is old jaws and jaws 2 and jaws 3 and whatever i don't know what tv channel is yeah. but like okay yeah i just saw the uh, netflix brought caddyshack and caddyshack 2 back to the netflix uh, oh, streaming wow. service so i might go and watch caddyshack when we're done and then uh burn my netflix because no one wants to watch caddyshack 2 so um, anyways, uh, let's jump into it. So we, we have a slightly different format today. Um, we are going to talk about the game that happened yesterday, the San Jose Earthquakes uh, uh, match. Um, we're not going to preview the Montreal-Minnesota um, game on Saturday because we, Martin and I talked about that uh, last 
Well, Tuesday, actually, on our podcast. Old news. Old news. Plus, it's the 4th of July. Plus, it's Canada, the 4th of July. Day. Canada Day was another day. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then we're going to talk about... Uh, we're actually going to go, since we have uh, Rodrigo here, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Women's World Cup final coming up, uh, the Copa America final with featuring Peru, um, Rodrigo's beloved Peru, and then a little bit about the Gold Cup final. Um, so, yeah, so we're just going to sort of talk about those tournaments generally, uh, maybe give our thoughts, maybe give some predictions. Uh, yeah, so hopefully my goal is to get us out here in less than 69 minutes, which I, I think is eminently, eminently doable. Very doable. Um, yeah, so let's jump into the first game. Um, San Jose Earthquakes and Minnesota United played to a, uh, I want to say, Maybe the most raucous crowd I've ever seen at We were at loud. Allianz. We were loud, especially in that second half. <clears throat> we were trying to hold on to that lead. It was I think my really favorite thing. Loud. It was really loud. And the most fun thing was when, like, every time Ericsson would, would touch the Magnus. ball, like, the whole stadium would just boom. boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you um, could even catch it on the rebroadcast on yeah. uh, Fox Sports North. We were watching. It was like, look, listen, listen. He touches the ball. They're going to boo. And they were like, just get done, yeah. And that was awesome. So, um, uh, Partly, partly the reason for that was he was kind of being uh, the referee was I don't know referee did not have much control of that game last night I thought in my can estimation we, can we back up a bit sure so so Wando had had the captain's armband for for the San Jose Earthquakes and when he subbed out he gave the captain's armband for some reason to Magnus Eriksson from Sweden um, and so he decided to use that as a platform to be a dick. Well, he was being a dick well before then. He was complaining right. to the referee about Angelo, um, and so that's and then and then San Jose tried to do a little bit of gamesmanship. Normally, you know, the loons defend on the Wonderwall side um, in the first half, and then they attack uh, the Wonderwall side in the second half. Well, San Jose won the coin toss, and they elected um, to flip that, which uh, flip floppers you know, up to them. But uh, that also certainly, I think, contributed to. And I, I think B, uh, Vito actually mentioned um, in his post game co- news. Uh, um, Quotes that he actually think that having defending in front of the Wonderwall helped them as they were trying to hold on lead and, and giving up shot after shot um, in that second half of the game. The, the Wonderwall has amazing power <laughs> to support goalkeepers or frustrate goalkeepers. So. That's that is true. That is true. So um, <clears throat> let's jump into the actual uh, the actual regular uh, content we have here. What uh, what was your guys' best moment of the game? Um, MJ, I'll go to you first. Uh, my f- my favorite moment of the game was that. Not first your favorite, the best moment. Kidding. <laughs> They're the same. Okay, fair um, enough. So the uh, the give go of Miguel to Quintero, which then leads to the give go with with Miguel and Angelo, and then the pass out wide to Ethan. Ethan cross one touch off. Was it his thigh? Was it his calf? Not probably his boot, but it goes in. You know, um, off Vega's arm. So that that whole passing sequence that led to that first goal so early in the game. Absolutely. Yeah, five minutes. Earliest goal ever scored at, uh, at uh, Allianz. It was five, right? I five minutes. Like, yep. I know it was below seven. Yeah, yeah so. it's five minutes. Surely owes us a, a free beer. <laughs> oh, wait. That, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wrong beer company. Yeah. Rodrigo, do you have uh, do you have a best moment of the game last You know, night? mine is totally different than that. I actually like um, the last goal. And, uh, and because I, that's – Spoiler, but, that's mine too. Yeah, but just because like everyone's really been harsh at, uh, at Kevin Molino and all Kevin Molino really needed, like a lot of people have been saying, you know, he's coming back from a year, from a year long injury. He's not going to be the same. Whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. And all he really needed was like, you know, uh, playing time. Yeah. And at one of these uh, FS1 uh, shows where Landon Donovan was like, you know, 
why isn't why why isn't uh, Molino like started? Anyone who knows me says I hate landing cakes, <laughs> <laughs> like with a passion. And, then, and I found myself agreeing with him. I was like, look, all he needs is playing time, and 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 this Gold Cup was perfect for him. Yep. Because he got enough playing time between that and Tobago, and he scored a wonderful goal after that. Yes. And he, did. Um, he was he was he was key in some aspects of it, and. Here on this, uh, on this, I mean, we saw it against uh, Cincinnati that, that that goal that he had, but also coming off here and being able to just insert himself to the second post, another goal from come going to the second post. I thought yeah. that was that was wonderful because it was a lot of a hustle goal, uh, and then. I always was, love it when our when our defenders get involved in a goal, yeah, it, it, goal yes. scoring opportunity. It I was a hustle on, on three different players. Yeah. It was Mason Toy tracked back and, yep. and won yep. the ball back. Ikapar for some reason was attacking <laughs> you know, up the right side and he made it he made a great pass with the outside of his foot. Um, and Molino seeing an opportunity was just busting his ass towards goal. Yeah. I thought that the, the entire sequence was part of the, probably my, my favorite best moment of the game. Obviously, helped that ice the game. Um, it was totally against the run of play. I think at that point in the second half, I believe uh, San Jose had like something like seven, almost 75% of possession um, from like the second half on after, after, yes. after the uh, call, or the, not the common, the um, uh, Boxel goal. So, yeah, go ahead, MJ. Well, just the, the pass from Oparo over to uh, Molino, the, the Vega is, is moving from his left to his right. And so Molino having the awareness to, to put that uh, back the opposite direction. Yeah, and curl it. You know, and, and just get it inside that post. I mean, uh, yeah. it, was, it was a beautiful moment. And it definitely, Rodrigo, if, if I was going to pick a second best moment for me, that, that would be my second best. But I agree. It was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And it, and it, and it iced the game, right? It, yep. it put everything uh, away where, where we, we knew we were going to be singing Wonderwall. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that I mean, looking at that shot again, that's not an easy shot to take. No. Like, th- he could easily could have slid that wide of the goal, um, and you know, Molino did a really good job with it. So, um, I think we're all. I mean, I, I've had honorable mention for GQ in the first goal too. So, what uh, what are you guys' worst moments of the game? Whoever wants to. <laughs> I, I think I think, uh, and and I'm I'm not a, I'm not bashing, Gregush, but there was a lot of in the last probably 10, 15 minutes of the game. Where he just kept giving the ball away, to uh, away just 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 complacently, just lazy. Just kept you mean our, our number the ball eight, Jan Gregoosh. Well, I think he played good, but I mean, he did, like, yeah, he, he actually played really good. You can't get lazy, specifically when yeah. it's on the game. How many times have we been in a situation where we're down, where we're, we're holding a lead two one, going into the last fifteen minutes into a game, and either we and either we we, we let them tie, or or we end up giving up the lead, right? Yep. Uh, and so it's a, it's a change of pace to be able to do that. But if you're going to be doing that, it needs to be like you can't be giving like give lazy passes away in the other one third. Yep. Right? But not in our one third. Sure, sure. MJ? That's my worst as well. Okay. Uh, the, the, I'm thinking of the same instance. And I remember it so vividly that he tries to play out the back. He tries to Barcelona like the, the ball out with possession when it's at a time of the game when we only have a one-goal lead and you just need to get it out. You need to get it deep and use the clock and use the fact that you don't need to score another goal. It'd be nice to like pass around with possession, but we didn't have numbers forward, so he's like, oh, I'm going to take it forward myself. And he tries to beat one player, he beats one player, he tries to beat the second player, turnover. Then somehow, magically, he gets the ball back, and then he does tries, it again. tries to carry the ball forward, pass back, does kind of a blind or half ass 
passed back, and that's turned over. And Where, where's the Ibsen candle, right? Where's <laughs> the Ibsen candle? It was just a little bit of reminiscence of, of the so Ibsen making moves. It like was very Ibsen. That, that whole sequence by Greg Luce was definitely sure, my, sure. my worst. I mean, that is that is part of how um, how you have to play against San Jose, though, right? I mean, with their man marking system, right? It's it's, it's, it's a give and go. It's, it's a give and go. Yeah, it's, it's a so, give and go. That's how you attack it. But right? you're right. right. I mean, I think passes. part of it just the heavy legs. I mean, again, Greg Luce had played 90 minutes the week, the day, uh, literally five days ago. Um, it was the same starting eleven, so most of those guys got you know um, played almost 180 minutes. Um, I'm gonna say mostly because it's just it it fucking irks me every single time it happens. The free kick. Um, now I'm not <laughs> saying the worst one because um, because we allowed the goal, obviously, because that, that was just. I mean, that could also be the most what the fuck moment of like the ball deflects off of Alonso. Hits Tommy Tomlinson in the mid, like the midsection, and p- <laughs> potentially his arm, and then fucking goes into the net. Like Minone just left, like he has nothing to do there. The goal sucked. The goal but, sucks, but it, I mean, but the fact that we how are, many how many within within our tenure of being in the MLS have we had goals like that? Exactly, happen exactly. You know, so it's like it's like all right, you know, I I've, I've grown used to ex- yeah something I'm, like that happening. I'm my the worst moment for me of that part though is the fact that we allowed a a, a free kick. Uh, you know, I'm remember who it was. I think it, I think it might have been Boxall. Somebody got beat. Uh, by Tommy Thompson, Tommy fucking Thompson, a defender, and had to—I don't think it was Finley. Never mind, it was Finley. Um, so Finley had to had to had to tackle him pretty aggressively. Otherwise, he was in on goal. That's fucking unacceptable. Like, just completely 100% unacceptable. Especially in like the 47th minute, you know, of of the of the first half. Like, literally, we just needed to get through that minute, and we we're going to the half with a with one nothing lead, keeping a clean sheet. And just the fact that that has happened now again, to the team's credit, not as much this year. But that's just reminiscent of the first two years of MLS. Of like just doing stupid shit like that, and then of course, like it coming back to bite us in the ass, like immediately. The silver lining is, is that I remember when Ethan Finley was making fouls like that in the box without even being aware that he was <laughs> he was in the 18-yard box and it, costing us penalty kicks. Yeah. So so he at least did it outside the box. I mean, barely, but yes, you're, that is. That is a that is a, an improvement. Let's let's say that. Um, all right, um, through your mo- plan, right? Through yeah, through your plan. Through right. plan. The it's most part what, of the plan. Most what the fuck moment of the game for me. I'm gonna just say, how about them just letting Boxel run for sixty fucking yards? But <laughs> <laughs> well, not only Boxel, but every yeah, defender. Pretty every much. defender. How, how do you think Eichel Parra got all the way up there? To yeah, I mean, the ball up. you know, that's and that, that's Hassani that, Dotson. That goes back. Yeah, and, yeah. They let Hassani, like one go. Yeah, one shot that Hassani had. They just let Hassani run at them. That's part of the. Um, you know, what Almeida's trying to do with his system there is that, yeah, everybody's marked by a person. So if you beat your mark, you're going to be wide the fuck open. And that's what happened in San Jose when we beat the hell out of uh, uh, San Jose in San Jose. That was They were just starting to get used to the system. And you've seen, if, if, if you watch any of San Jose's, I mean, I watched a little bit of the San Jose Galaxy match from last week, and San Jose just ran all over LA Galaxy. And, uh, you know, they were on a six-match unbeaten streak. They had just moved ahead of us in terms of the, in terms of the playoffs. So... Um, so yeah, so just I was like, you don't expect Box to be running six yards. Number one, yeah. uh, throw you know, and make a, a, a kind of a terrible pass. Honestly, let's say let's be yeah. fair to Judson. Judson immediately g- g- give go, amazing give and go. <laughs> yeah, he he was under the Heath plan. Let's play yeah. a quick so give and go, yeah. but to the other team. And then Box and then Box just fucking comes through and just boots it. You know, puts his boot through the ball. This makes me kind of sad that FIFA does not keep track of. It keeps track of own goals. It does not keep track of own assists. D- defender assists. Yeah, own, own assists. Where they just give it to you to, to the opponent in a goal scoring situation. Ibsen would have a few of those. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I, I, I think Judson does too. And you know, we don't have anybody to counter this, but it might be a Brazilian problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
though I, I think what's interesting is as you pointed out Dave is that you know that that is the way San Jose plays and the best way to doing that is make sure that you attack with your defenders as yeah. well too right and that's which is something that not a lot of a lot of teams want to do we usually want to top with a left or a right back yeah. our wings to be able to take that ball up there but it, I, I counted probably in three occasions where we had like either boxo make a make a run twice at at, at past half field yeah and then opara at least once or twice did the same thing i think that was and that might have been i don't I, I didn't i didn't see any of the of the heath interview afterwards or read anything but i think that was that was part of the idea. It's like these guys are gonna mark us man to man. Yeah. Who's marking our defender then? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't see much in terms of um, of what he talked about with the game plan, but it's clear that you know, and Heath has, Heath mentioned the system. He's like, this is like nothing that he's ever played or coached against. So, um, so he's definitely like cognizant of that. And whether or not he specifically, you know, we this was this was would have been a great game, you know, for Romain Metinier, um, obviously marauding forward. Um, but his, you know, Dotson um, is, yeah. did a, did a good job in his stead. Um, group champs, by the way, right? Group, they, they, they won their, t- their group, right? Yep. Yeah. Madagascar. Madagascar yeah, they yep. beat uh, beat Nigeria two nothing. So, yeah. No, I mean, that was impossible huge, so far. Yeah. Huge upset. So in, uh, in Africa, couple of nations. Yeah. So um, so I guess yeah, the the, the big thing for me, and it, what we also noticed is that Chase Gasper wasn't making as much as he was more tucking in when the ball's on the other side of the field, helping like shut down Wondolowski and any of any of the other San Jose, uh, you know, midfielders Chris, that were Christian, coming into. Yeah. Uh, so, do you guys have a most what the fuck moment of the game? Uh, a, a WTF moment of the yeah. game. Um, I mean, see. other than like you know that ball going in off of Tommy Thompson. Well, so I was gonna slash midsection. I was gonna piggyback on that. Okay. Like my what the fuck moment isn't the pinball because as Rodrigo pointed out previously, when you watch enough MLS, you just see pinball goals like that. And let's face it, enough soccer. You watch enough soccer, there's gonna be this. I'm going to send this ball as hard as I can into a sea of bodies and just hope it banks in off of something. And that, that was a situation where it was a, it was a free kick very close to the 18-yard box border, and um, he hit it hard. Now, the person who actually deflected it was not Magnus who took the free kick. No. But, but it was actually uh, Ozzy Alonso. Yes. O- Ozzy stuck his, his leg out and, and deflected it into Tommy Thompson's body or arm or whatever, and it banked off of him. So it was actually a double deflection. And my what-the-fuck moment is actually that after that, Ozzy is complaining to the ref about that someone was pulling his arm. And the the goal should be disallowed. The goal should be disallowed because the other person that was the San Jose person that was close to him in the box was was pulling on his arm and you know on it, he was impeded from getting to that ball which looking at the replay it's a really weak argument that's what Ozzy was arguing I thought he was arguing a handball oh you thought he was arguing handball yeah I think he was arguing both both okay because given Ozzy he argues just about anything that's true that's he, fair. he was making repeated motions of with his forearm and I, I didn't realize he might have been pointing to his forearm saying Tommy Thompson's forearm but I oh, yeah. he, like he was pulling on his bicep in such a way that he w- looked like he was complaining that to indicate <laughs> and, and looking at the replay yes the, the the guy that was like encroaching on our wall our three-person wall was pulling on on Alonzo's arm but it just didn't look like that prevented him from getting that ball any more quickly so no also because he jumped too like yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's he, in the he, air when he gets deflected off of him yeah. anyways whatever but um, I, I thought that was just like I, I have the utmost respect for for Ozzy Alonso he, like uh, he definitely was my favorite player 
you know, this game and as far as what he shut down and how he spring-loaded our attack. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, go who ahead. Is a, who is the number 10 for San Jose? Name escapes me right now. Is it, that's Salinas, right? That's number uh, six, Christian. right? Christian. Christian, yeah. I uh, forget his last name. Anyways. Argentine. He, he fell. He fe- oh, no, makes sense. He <laughs> fell a lot. <laughs> yes. Every time, well, he fell a lot. And it was just driving me insane. And I think there was, there was a play in which, like, he might have been, because he, he kept switching sides. He kept yeah, either yeah. going on Gasper's side, or he kept on going on his, Sonny Dotson's side, depending on whether he was headed to attack. Uh, but I remember one, one exchange in where, like, um, him and um, him and um, Ethan Finley were being physical. And yeah. Ethan Finley won the ball. And he just came from behind and literally just tossed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you remember those playground tags <laughs> where you fall out and tag someone from the back yeah. just because you want to be an ass? Yeah. That was exactly what it And he went flowing to the side and, 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 he, and, he, and he lost possession of the ball. And like, I remember us seeing clearly because we were sitting on, that, on, on, on the corner and we were able to see that play. And we were sure. like, what? I was like, what? And it, when it, and it was not called at all. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That was like, you know, like you've called everything for him and you've, you've never been able to. You know, Erickson is getting calls as well too, and uh, <laughs> it's just it was just like Diver. it's like okay, well, where, when 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 is it that you make it more fair for yeah. both teams? So it's like so, yeah. That's I mean, yeah. I think we can talk. We, we used to have a segment here where we gave the ref a grade, and the ref in this one would have uh, would have graded out very well. Um, just some fun fun uh, stats. D minus. Yeah, fun stats for you guys. So we are outshot thirteen to twenty seven. Um, four on target for us, eight on target for San Jose. We had 35% of the possession to their 65%, um, and 14 fouls for us for, versus 10 for San Jose. And San Jose was one complaining about the referee and all that, all that good stuff. So, um, and five, many, yellow cards, many, five yellow cards to two for them. So, how many block shots do we have, though? That's a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't have that. <clears throat> I don't have those stats I, in front I, of me. I want to say at least <coughs> Chase had at least three or four that he blocked. I, I, want, I feel like Chase, uh, Boxo, and um, and uh, Dotson each had three. I think. Like the three, those three guys each. We had we had a ton of block shots, and you know, Alonzo and and Apara had 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 their share as well. Sure, yeah, um, as usual. As usual. All right. So next for you do. Who is your uh, next for you do for the star of this game? Oh, that's a tough one. That is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, just based on re- just those stats I just gave you guys. Um, I'm gonna say Vito Manone. Uh, he had seven saves. And most of those saves are coming in the second half. We're on, on very dangerous shots. Uh, I mean, he stonewalled uh, uh, Hoisin um, from yeah, yeah, yeah. less than three like three yards away. And then that deflection by Salinas. Yeah, the deflection by Salinas. Um, I think he, you know, he's doing. He's not. Uh, he's he's, you know, let's be fair. He's overpaid. I mean, for what he's making compared to the other goalkeepers in MLS, um, he's overpaid. He doesn't do anything flashy um, or super fancy. He's just been, you know, he's Bobby Shuttleworth as a as a, a shot blocker with better distribution, and that is a that's a playoff that should be a playoff goalie in my estimation. So, I think I think this probably was one, if not his best game so sure, far. Sure, yeah. Because one of the things that Vito, at least in my opinion, is is he's great when the game's in front of him. Yeah, absolutely. when he has to make a decision to come out and and challenge for a ball. And or decide what to do. It, it, it that's where it gets fifty fifty. Yeah. Where it gets really iffy. Sure, right? there isn't that confidence to be able to come out and try to do that. Yeah, and and we've seen that happen, right? Making a decision on a cross is 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 is, 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 is troublesome for yeah. him. Yeah, but if the ball is being shot at him or the ball is being played at him, yeah, he's he's more likely to to have a, 
a just, good set of feet and, yeah. and decent hands enough to be able to at least stop the ball and not make it go too far in front of him to be able to do that. I just keep thinking about that. He, and this was from the FC Cincinnati game, but that save that he had in like the first like I think first I think in like the 13th minute or whatever, when the game was still 0-0 and he had, they had that shot and he you know gets his, gets right in front of the right in front of the Wonderwall gets his hand up and you know deflects the ball um, like that was just an amazing save and he had he had several of those again this game there was another one in the first half I want to say where he did a leg save he did a yeah he did the he had a couple of those half, wasn't it, it was the second half yeah was Hoisin yeah yeah when Hoisin was oh, pretty much was was wide wide open the box because. Boxall uh, let him go. Well, no, Boxall let him go, and, and and Chase was not on the case. Oh, Ch- Chase, I have some, I have some thoughts about Chase Gasper. <laughs> was I, I think for, so gasping too. for air in the in yeah, the second half. Yeah, yeah, I, I think at that point he was, and yeah. I think that's one of the things that 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 it, that it is. I mean, this is the this is what is his second full start, right? I think second start, yeah. Yeah, and so like he hasn't given me an able. But the thing is, who? How many times have we, as fans, in as people who are in podcasts, have asked the have asked the administration or the coaching staff to play the young play kids, the kids, right? Yep. Yeah, right. And, and 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 to my surprise, here we go, two games in a row where we get Chase Gasper and, and, and Dotson. Yeah, and Dotson. So, and they're both playing well. Yeah. And I think they specifically because this team is just uh, San Jose was was not only on a hot streak, but it, they they were also almost on pair as, as as in as in record as well as us. Yeah, no, they were a point ahead of us uh, entering the game. And so it was one of those things where, like, all right, this is a two test where we have some really annoying attackers on the wings that can that can really give us headaches, yeah. right? And, and and trying to figure out what are we gonna do with these two young defenders? Now, personally, I'd rather have um, I'd rather see Dotson more in the midfield, but that's, of course, yeah, yeah. But imagine, that's, when but you, that's you only you only can do with what you have. So. Yeah. Would well, you guys have a star of the game? Uh, uh, definitely, Vito's up there for me, and and he probably is my star of the game. But just to to uh, go with something different, um, I, I really do think, uh, you know, just all the little things that Ozzy does in the, in the midfield, both directions, uh, whether we have the ball, whether we don't have the ball, whether it's in our defensive third, the midfield, or the attacking third, just these little movements or these when he's carrying the ball, little shoulder feints or what have you mm-hmm. to try to throw defenders off and get him more space. J- just the little things he does to keep possession or to help us on defense or offense is just a joy to watch. Sure, yeah. Um, cool. Rodrigo? I think for me, and it's going to sound crazy because I usually don't say that, I really think that Angela had a really great game. Okay. And, I, and, the, and the craziest thing is that Usually we see him posting up right on like on on the, on the twenty yard box, but he was posting up everywhere. Yeah, and he when he was getting the ball, he was making sure he had his low center of gravity, and he was muscling his way out, and he was he was he already kind of knew who was going to be making a run, and yep. so it was nice to be able to see him not only be away from where he's supposed to be dragging defenders with him, creating a little bit more space for people. Yeah, but just um, also being 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 tactical in some sort of sense which i i, I have not seen so. no and t- one thing about him too with, with most his most recent play the, the fcc steady game this game um the open cup games <clears throat> um is that he's actually he's making defenders have to defend him and <clears throat> we've talked about before too like if he's doing this you know he's doing this all over the field and people and their defenders are hanging off of him he's getting he's getting uh whistles he's getting you know it's like a la pablo campos kind of thing kind of yeah. yeah um i mean you know I don't know if you guys, Florian Youngworth is a is a 
uh, someone that Martin and I both love and would love to see in Minnesota, uh, Minnesota United. Floating Arthur has been a has been a Minnesota United killer the last few the last couple years, mostly because he's have to worry about defending anybody. Say, you know, say what you want about Christian Ramirez um, for all of his uh, you know his attributes, whatever. He definitely was not a hold up. Uh, uh, no, he forward. was not. He's not a physical, physical. And so and so you could you can you can defend him differently, and he frees up your defenders to make some of those runs like Opara and Coleman were making because Juan Olowski is now also, also not that sort of hold up. Uh, no. center forward too so you even know, less so than Ramirez yeah even yeah definitely so um, I agree the last especially the last couple of games Angelo has been playing really well and again if he if this is the, if this is the true Angelo if this is the guy who can connect with with Ramirez or not with sorry with Ibarra and Quintero and Finley then you know I think we're in for you know some good good times no I I, I think I think what's interesting about Angelo is is um, you know we were, when he came in here it was like halfway through the season, right? And I think now we're like at the at the uh, past halfway halfway point. And I think it, this is the time where we evaluate, right? What is this something that we've done? And I think so far he's um, he's he's getting better at yeah. the sense of it. And it's not the same old bread and butter. And it was a, the fact that he was able to go ahead and switch to something else was 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 interesting. So yeah. So and and I'm I'm not a huge Angelo fan or apologist but um i know wes is becoming one so that, <laughs> that, that that's that's interesting but out of out of all that I, i'm also becoming a little bit more or less of a of a box hater at the same time which is kind of hard for me to step away from but i think he had a decent game as well too yeah he was uh he was my second um he was my sort of Second place runner-up Boxall, especially since he had that just that marauding run. Uh, let's, we've already spent 25 minutes talking about this game. Let's let's get into the uh, shittiest player of the game. Um, you know, I, I, we always have this in here. So I mean, for a few games, or actually, we haven't really had a particular player. The only one I can think of was, uh, as I said, uh, Chase Gasper. Um, he was really running ragged in the very in, towards the end of that game. He gave up. Uh, uh, Magnus Eric, he just got worked by Magnus Eriksson, who put a shot on goal that, but for Vito Manone making it, uh, one of his awesome saves, would have would have tied the game up at two two in like the I want to say it was like the eighty third minute or something like that. Um, so if you're gonna have to call someone the shittiest player of the game, I say it's Chase Gasper. But it, again, I say that with there was really no one who you got to do that with like an asterisk. With an asterisk, yeah, yeah, like there wasn't anybody that was particularly bad that stood out for the like this literally this this last year, the last two years has been like the easiest category for us to pick. <laughs> Or it's the hardest to pick because you know we have, uh, um, you know, so many to choose from. This year it's you know the opposite, right? We're having we have so many good players or players who have put in good performances um, that we you know can't pick one as easily. So you guys, yeah, I mean, I, I I understand why Gasper might have been the 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 one to pick on, but I was also impressed by the way he was able to hold up part of a size and he's one when we won there were there were times oh, yeah. where he sacrificed his body i believe one in the second uh, like maybe the last 20 minutes of the game where like there was a ball and he kind of like sat on it sure and then he got back up and he was able to clear the ball yeah. times where he headed out the ball and i think and I, I think as 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 much as as much as yeah like in the in that shot that uh that um that they had on that you know it should have been a goal and then um he and Vito was able to sit it with like the side of his foot. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you know he was he was tracking back and he was gassed by yeah, that. Yeah. I think that's that's where like you know it's like the what it's like the eight, 70, 80th minute and it's like hot. <laughs> yeah, and humid. That's what you got Eric Miller for, right? <laughs> right. That's yeah, maybe so maybe yeah maybe it's Adrian Heath for not bringing the subs on uh, earlier and 
no, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to change your mind. Stick to your plan, my friend. I'm Stick flabbergasted by uh, Leap and Larry getting uh, getting a run out as opposed to an Eric Miller, like you said. That, 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 I think that for me that was that might be my what the WTF moment of the yeah. game. Like when you when you <laughs> like I, I, I like I like Leap and Larry, but at the same time this 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 man can't distribute the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's like a. You know he's he he's just I don't know I mean it's like having the double Brazilian all over again kind of <laughs> except you don't get red cards right yeah you know? fair right and so like so like I I I, I, I would have taken Chase I would have put I, I would have I, I would have put um, brought Miller in yeah put Miller in someone who's more sec- yeah more secure and fresh legs to be able to or put I mean up fuck there. or even Coleman you move box out to yeah. the out to the yeah, to the I left mean, yeah one of the texts that I got while I was down there I was like why isn't Coleman starting I was like that's a good question uh so Coleman. He had a he had a couple a, a, a stretch of games there where he did not play very well, and Boxall has come is basically took his spot in the starting starting lineup. And Boxall, to his credit, has actually not made any mistakes. I mean, he's been fairly good for the last it's, three or four games. It's been a good push pull with those yeah. two like fighting for that spot. Um, we all know uh, in the Toronto game, Boxall lost that spot for. And for, he, yeah, he admitted for, it too. And, and, and so uh, it was nice to see you know even though. Bo- this wasn't uh, the first game Boxall started um, back from that. No, his, like it was the second, second or third. Second or third, yeah. So I want to say third. It, yeah. To me, this was Boxall's redemption game. This was like him saying, "I'm back and I'm not doing any of this crazy stuff I was doing before." Cool. You know, I like what Boxall's doing, but I'm not there yet. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't. I mean, uh, as I, there's there's. I, I get impressed when he makes a pass longer than 15 yards, <laughs> right? And it's accurate, right? Yeah. And that's my thing. I was like, he's, he's built for, like, short passes, or he passes right back to Vito, right? Yeah. And Vito sends it, or, or he just chips the ball again. Like, that's mainly his role. Like, and, and, I, and I get that. He's a physical player. He's, he's a big body. And, he's, and, and as it was in this little, little uh, scuffle that we had, he was, he was the guy that stood in between two people trying to, trying to make, things, make things go away. So yeah. those, are, those, those are the things that you, you want out of him. But is he is he technical? Um, not to the way that I want to. I mean, That's if you look at his no, the, if, we, if you look at his goal, right? You you celebrate that just like when you celebrate a linesman, offensive linesman score a touchdown. Yeah, right? yeah, but, That's exactly. Yeah, the same yeah, like you love to watch a big guy score. Yeah, like a defensive lineman picking up a, picking up a get, fumble like, and running and just yeah. score the crap out of that ball. Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. Um, all right. Well, that's that wraps up our uh, our mostly uh, technical version uh, part of the match. Uh, now, I want to talk about guys. Um, the Daves are, uh, if not uh, you know, mostly known for this. We are we are well known for our uh, our, our hair. I mean, we're very stylish uh, white guys uh, in our mid thirties, and we know a lot about hair. And I want to talk about hair on, for a little bit here. There were um, a lot of hair on, were, on display. Yes, so I want to July third at Allianz. I want to start with uh, Matias Almeida. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> the locks on that man, the fucking flowing locks. It's, it's like it's like it's like it's like a live Fabio. It, it, yes, it yeah, is. It's yeah. like yeah, it's yeah, like an alive Fabio, but you know, uh, but Argentinian, Argentinian, um, even worse. Yes, <laughs> but but it was funny because they they sh- they. I w- was rewatching the game this morning, and they flashed to him after. I can't remember wh- when they do, but like they they show him and like him like moving and like the, the hair is just flowing. It was like a it's like a Vidal Sassoon commercial. It really was. Yes, yeah, it was a, yeah. And it's he's got so he's got the the long flex, but he's also got kind of a little balding spot up on the top. 
Like he's gonna have like one of those. Like, he's gonna be one of those guys who's like bald, like right here. It's like but he then, like, has hair flowing down. I can't. I can't wait till he's locks the comb over when he's older. Oh my right? god. The problem is, is like I, uh, my hair is curly, so I, I can't. It grows up, and not up and out, not down. So I have. I'm just, so you're I guess, saying you got the carrot top look? Yes, very much so. I'm. Yes, I'm. I very much have a, a, a Jufro when I let it grow out, and uh, although very much not Jewish. Hey, that could be a good look for you. Yeah. No, I, trust me. I let it grow out one time after uh, when I was in college. I was working at UPS. All, all these experiments you do seem to be happening in college. Yeah, so right? in college, afterwards, in college right? I worked at UPS uh, overnights, and when I finally quit that job, like I went out in a blaze of glory. Um, but part of the thing when you were in working at UPS, um, I was uh, in the management or whatever, is that you had to uh, you had to keep your hair like 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 neat like nice and tight, you know, neat and all that like military. Sounds style. like living at my grandpa's house. And you could only have a mustache. Really? So you couldn't. Yeah. So you couldn't uh, rock my, a beard. At my grandpa's house, I couldn't have long hair and I couldn't have an earring. So yeah. they, they went my earring at the age of fifteen. So I was so I was in college. So I was I wrestled. So I, did, I didn't, really, didn't really have a beard at all because like high school, college, I wrestled. Um, but I managed to uh i was just i was letting my hair grow out and then and like just i kept like slicking it down with gel and like going to work and my boss kept was just like what is going on wait wait here? you were trying to go for the steven seagal look at kind of yeah kind of <laughs> anyways so finally so I, when i finally quit the uh, quit that job i just let my hair grow and it and there's like there's like maybe three or four pictures in the world of me with this gigantic fro it's dave dave in there <laughs> pretty much was anyways Matias Almeida, fucking love your hair, buddy. And, I, and actually, I love the way that he has he actually sets up his team talking tactically because I think if you have the right players, that system is fucking dangerous, as we've seen. Yeah, it's Anyways. all. I mean, whether it's tactics or the hair, it's all about yeah. the flow. Exactly. So now the other thing I want to talk about, and this might be a controversial topic uh, with uh, some of the, the Dave's I Know listeners, um, what the fuck is going on with Miguel Abara's hair? What? So he went. Uh, he went golden fox. What's wrong with that? Silver fox. I think you're. you're Silver gold. No, his hair is golden. Is it, it gold or is it gray? Yeah. I can't tell. I think it, it, it depends on the light. Okay. To me, to me it looked like I think he was, was golden. It was he like, was a balding old person, and I don't think that's the look he was going for. But if it was if it was more frosted or more blonde, like, I think it was like a frost blonde. Like yeah, yeah, okay. looking, people used to frost blonde their tips. Yeah, I've yeah. done, I've done oh, that yeah. more than once. Yeah, yeah. Back in high so school, I, I think I think <laughs> except when I tried doing that, my hair was orange yeah. because I have black hair. So that's totally like I'm just I can't I can't figure out what the fuck's going on. But with not this only hair, that, I mean like there, there's there's been like a hair change on the team. Like you look, Miguel does that, and then you got uh and you got a uh, Sinclair's yeah, totally Dave cut Sinclair's his hair, got, and then yeah. he dyed it blonde. And I was like I was like. I was like, wait, where's Cisco? You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's up in Maple Grove. That's right. <laughs> That's um, right. And I was like, wow, did that, everyone that just go visit him? a Cisco look. Yeah. yeah, it is like a very Cisco look. Like both him and yeah. both him and Miguel have like a Cisco look. And I mean, I don't know, but Miguel, as of lately, he's just been like, he's like ready to fight someone. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Even, I, even the referee I'm at fucking, that point. I'm fucking I, love, lo- I, I love him running all over the place and then getting a little bit more physical. Yeah. Trying to get the win the ball back. So. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking all in for that. So, okay, well I just wanted to, I just wanted to, you know as we are. Are we gonna talk about Jace, Chase Gaspers? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's got that weird. So, M- M- Miguel like, looks. Chase, Chase Gaspers got your cut in here, right? Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, he kind of does. So he's like doesn't care. It's all short and and you know it's just yeah. I mean yeah. overall, I think you know um, the, the one person that uh, they got people a lot of people upset and and if. Uh, 
And if Eric Eric Miller's mom's listening to it, I apologize. Susan Miller, uh, is listen, if she listens, uh, I don't think she listens to this, this fucking podcast. Well, maybe she will now if I let her. <laughs> if I mention I'll, it, right? I will make sure to right. mention she's it when a, I a, when I do the uh, tag her tag her on the mentions when yeah. you do that. She'll when respond. I uh, when I do, you should tag her because you'll just when you retweet <laughs> it or whatever. I'll mention. I'll put. I'll put uh, that we mentioned her in the podcast in the uh, in the uh, the podcast notes or whatever. <laughs> but so. uh, but uh, like for example, when when uh, Issa watch. Uh, went and saw that Eric Miller cut his hair. Oh, she right. lost her shit, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And then, and then when I when I just tweeted it out, you know, just for the, just that Eric Miller, just no one likes it. I had to talk to her. It's like that's a summer haircut, you know. Yeah, that's a summer haircut everyone gets, right? Yeah. You know the locks, and, and she was upset about it. Susan Miller reached out and said, "Yeah, she's not the only one. <laughs> both, <laughs> both, both I and his wife were not very happy about his haircut." That's so so. So let's, let's just hopefully Eric decides to bring his hair back. Yeah. Maybe that means he comes back on the lineup. You know, I don't know, man. I, when uh, I thought when Brent cut his hair, I was I was I literally was devastated. I saw that and Woodbury I was Thor, yeah. I was heartbroken, man. I was heartbroken when yeah, uh, no more Woodbury Thor. The flowing the flowing locks of Thor uh, went away. Um, all right, so we spent way too much time talking about hair and uh, that game. Um, we were gonna I was gonna do a better Noah Loon segment. We're gonna, I'm gonna save that for next week. Uh, we're gonna jump in. We're gonna talk. Um, a little bit of Women's World Cup, a little bit of Copa America, because we have our resident Peru expert, uh, Rodrigo, here. And a little bit about the Gold Cup. If you are planning on watching these matches at all uh, on sa- on Sunday, and I highly recommend you do. I think these are going to be three really good matches, honestly. I think Sunday's going to be crazy. Sunday's going to be awesome. Um, I will be at Blackheart. Uh, you should come to Blackheart. Um, First game's at 10 a.m. with the 10 a.m. Uh, Brazil-Peru plays at 3, 8, 3 p.m., I believe, yeah. and then uh, Gold Cup is at 8. So Three finals, everyone. Yeah, three finals. You can you can come here for a game, go home, take a nap, come back, go go home, take a or nap. Or just come don't back. go home at all, right? Just or don't go home at all. Just um, snap on snap on the yeah. Anywhere, on the bench, right? on the bench, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so I suggest if you can't come to Blackheart, get somewhere to watch these games. Watch these games with uh, friends and family because they're gonna be fucking awesome. Let's start first with uh, the Women's World Cup. Obviously, you have the the number one ranked team in the world, USA, versus the Netherlands, who uh, won Euros last year, the Women's Euros last year. European Championship. And uh, and maybe have a more potent uh, front line. I mean, this might be the one team in the yeah. tournament that has a more potent potent front line than the USA uh, normal front line of uh, Rapino, Morgan, and Heath. So, um, you guys, any of you guys have anything to say about the USA Netherlands? Well, I, I, I think, um, first of all, it's, it's, it's nice to have, like, uh, a defending world champ versus a European champ. And so we're, we're, we're yeah. trying. We're, I think that's, that, that just adds on to it. Um, as uh, Giselle, a.k.a. Gold Talisman, um, she was discussing with me. She's like, I'm really, she's really concerned because they have really fast players on the wings, right? Yep. And we know that one of our Achilles here is, is, is our Crystal Dunn turned into a into yes. turned into a, the uh, left back or right back. Although she acquitted herself pretty well in that no, England game. No, she did, and I yeah. think and I think that's something that's what I pointed out that she, that as long as you have someone who's willing to step in and 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 provide support to her, yeah, then it becomes you know you have a defensive person and someone who's fast just like her. She really, so so as much as I, I'm a, I'm a uh, people might not like the fact that you know. Um, what I'm about to say, but I I would prefer a Christine Press starting over a uh, Megan Rapino and uh, Ashley. The strategically, you mean we, uh, the goddamn national treasure that is Megan Rapino? Yes. <laughs> well, you mean you mean our president Megan? Our Rapino? president Megan Rapino. Yeah. Yes. President Megan our Rapino. president. Our president. Our president should be dictating. Goddamn national treasure. Yes. I think. Yes. I think. I think it's strategically, that's that's something that 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 you're gonna have to do because you're gonna have to have either be really, really uh, sound uh, space wise, like yeah. 
on your shape, staying in your shape enough to be able to plug up that middle and be able to play the counter just like we did in this case, right? Yeah. In some sort of way, and, and same as Peru did against Chile, to be able to play that counter, to be able to um, to be effective, right? And I, and and in all honesty, I mean, I think, I think, can we do it? I, I believe we can. I mean, I think we, I think many people people know that we could literally split this team, this U.S. women national team, in half, and you could have two teams competing in in the world cup yeah probably getting at least to the quarterfinals if not to the semis and finals, sure sure right? yeah so i think depth wise that's what you have depth right yeah to use it strategically when you need it now is is because megan rapino is is a great creator but not the greatest defender yeah oh yeah no she's not she's not getting back she's not um and and she's apparently you know i think this came out yet today maybe um I think it was today that she's dealing with like a like a hamstring tweak too. So yeah, so on top of so on top of her, she's generally not a a, a track back defender. Um, and so on top of that, she's dealing with a, something that is going to limit her be able being able to track back. And what you want when you want Megan Rapinoe, you want Megan Rapinoe attacking the goal. You don't necessarily want Megan Rapinoe tracking back to defend. Right. Um, which is perfect for the last say right. and twenty know, to thirty minutes of the game when maybe you're chasing a, uh, chasing a goal or you're, it's tied up or right. or, or, or for extra or, time because I mean, you know Netherlands going to be like well we're going to press Crystal Dunn yeah we're, we're right. going to we're going to we're going to attack those wings as much as we can and as quickly as we can yeah right and and that's and that's the thing right and 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 uh, if England was successful in trying to do that right I mean Lucy Lucy Browns was as much as as much as Crystal Dunn was being effective there were more opportunities for Lucy to be to be extremely effective it just wasn't wasn't she's the touch or whatever it was wasn't just happening yeah for her. and and the same thing i think the same thing with uh with tobin right i think tobin you need to feed that kid the ball and just let her do whatever she wants because she can get through best people ball handler on the team yeah and i think that's that's the creativity like the creativity specifically when you're going down the wing let her do her thing and then make sure that you have enough people placed in the second or or second post, or in the middle, or outside of it, to get a pass out out wide, yeah, and take a shot, right? I mean, I, Lavelle had an amazing game. She's been, she's been for she, me. This is this is the her the, World Cup for me. That's that she's been the standout player of, of the of the World Cup. It's just like I had no idea about. And that's Rose the hamstring injury that hurt, that uh, concerns me more. Uh, like, Lavelle, not not having Lavelle either start or at her tip top, you know. 100% yeah. best shape. Yeah. As opposed to Megan Rapino. Yeah. Because of w- what she does in the, in the midfield, both on both sides of the ball. She's a fucking beast, is what she yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, she was tearing up England. Yeah. Yeah. Like her half volleys that she was taking. Like, yep. if it wasn't someone's head getting in the way, it's like, it like it's going in. Yeah. Right. right? Uh, I mean, it, I mean, and, I'm, and the one thing I do want uh, from her is. To be more aware of when to take those chances to shoot. A lot of the times, she's dribbling up and beating everybody. Right? She's taking like past maybe the second line of defense. One right? too many, midfield. one too many touches, one, one too many, many touches, decisions. Right? Yeah. Where, where have you heard that on our team? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Um, so we talked a little about the USA. So um, I've been watching. So I've Netherlands is like my sort of my second favorite, like second favorite soccer country or whatever first first jersey ever i ever owned was an ajax jersey so i've always just I've kind, of followed, kind of followed the you and alex team. you and alex you know so I'm, yeah. I, I was actually gonna i was actually gonna bring that so i'm like okay great if, if the usa wins fucking awesome four <clears throat> that's great if the Netherlands wins i'm not gonna be too terribly upset it's you know it's the netherlands it's the first ever world cup it would also be the first ever world cup for the netherlands which i think would tweak alex schieferdecker because the netherlands men's team has never won the world cup 
and this will be the first World Cup for the Netherlands. Schieferdecker is all over this. He's, he? like, he's like, he's like, he's like, Netherlands made the uh, final. He he sent a message to me saying, Peru made the finals of Cup of America. <laughs> Loons won and Atlanta lost. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect, it's a perfect world. It was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so, but I mean, where the Netherlands is, uh, is um, they, their defense is shaky. Their goaltender yes. is also, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, I, I was watching the, I was here uh, watching the, US, the Netherlands-Sweden game yesterday before the Loons game. And I was like, I was, you know, I'm rooting for the Netherlands mostly because I think it's going to be a wide open final. I think we might see like a 4-3 final. Um, Can I just say though, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the stylistic differences. Sure, yeah. Between, between Go for the it. Two clubs, because I would say both they're not clubs, they're countries. MJ. <laughs> People, get both <laughs> national sides, teams, both sides. <laughs> You're you American, you. Yeah. <laughs> On the Fourth of July of all days. <laughs> yeah, I gotta show my American pride some way. Uh, yeah, both teams. Uh, are better on offense than defense, and both teams have very different ways they want to attack yeah. the opposition. And so you're going to see a very Dutch, uh, like a very classic Dutch kind of total football, a short pass um, and cut, short pass and cut, um, valuing possession out of, out of the Netherlands that they do very disciplined. Um, and they like to take kind of an indirect kind of Show like we're going outside, cut back inside, pass the ball outside, pass it back inside. Kind of very indirect paths to, to the net. Um, and I would say that the U.S. has a very U- stereotypical U.S. attitude about attacking. Straight down the gut. Yeah, banging you in the fucking head. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll play to the, the flanks when, when we realize there's a mismatch and we want to go up the left or go down the right. But it's still very much, you know, not as many give and goes, not as many crisscrossing horizontal diagonal runs very much I'm passing it here this person's going to pass it there and it's all about going towards the net yeah although you know we did get two crosses into the box for header goals against the England so you know yeah no but neither were backwards cross you know yeah they, they, they were forward diagonal yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they were right. very yep. sending this at the net sure 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 so, and, and that's what I'm saying is, is, is you're not trying to be deceptive like oh Am I going to dribble it along along the end line or cut cut back, you know, hot? Yeah. You know, I'm going to dribble along the goal line. I'm going to cut back higher. I'm going to pass it. or I'm going to cross it. Um, it's to me, it's um, it's a little more obvious what the U.S. are trying to do in sure. any given situation. Yeah. And I think that makes them easier to defend. Now, as David, as you pointed out, that the Netherlands aren't you know as good at de- defending as they are attacking. So yeah, it might not make a difference. And I still would favor the U.S. Sure. In that's the, right. Let's, uh, let's get everybody on, on record. Uh, who do you got, USA or Netherlands? And what's, your, what's the final score? Um, 2-1, USA. I was going to say the same. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 5-3. Five, five, I think this has got a shit ton of goals in it. Um, we saw what the USA can do uh, when they scored a bunch of goals against Japan. I don't think, uh, I don't think we're going to concede a few goals in this one, and it's 5-3. And to, and to kind of just... Uh, Add on to what MJ was saying. I think also um, both of these teams, their best defense it's is their offense. Offense, yeah, yes. right, yes. exactly. Right. Yes. And, I, and I think, and I think, and I think that the, the issue in this case is going to be is 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 that you saw in Netherlands when he when he came to like the 80th, 90th minute in the first overtime and the second overtime, they were tired. Yeah, right. And they don't have the super subs that the United States has. No, they don't. Plug. I mean, I mean, imagine you take out 
if if Megan starts, right? You take out a Megan and you put in a Kristen Press, <laughs> or you take out an Alex Morgan, putting Carly put, Lloyd, and you put a Carly Lloyd, right? I mean, that's not that's not half stepping. Yeah, I mean, that's like or, that's like or that's Jess like, McDonald or you know, like whomever pressing pressing the turbo button on your Avengers sport from 1995. <laughs> right? you, hit, you hit that little boost and you just go back. You're like, all right, all we're, right. Not, we're not you, slowing you down. You take out a Rose Lavelle and you put in a, a, a Samantha Mewis. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, it's like, like, like it's just crazy. All right, how much depth we have. Let's, so we talked about that. Let's talk about. Uh, I want to mostly give this over to you, uh, to you, Rodrigo. Yes. Brazil, Peru uh, takes place at 3 p.m. Copa America final. They're playing in Brazil. Um, Brazil is, I think, a heavy favorite to this game, correct? Of course, of yeah. course, yes, they are. Especially since they're in Brazil. They have no Neymar, though, right? Which um, is the greatest thing they've ever done in this, in the, at least the last World Cup and in the upcoming yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so why don't you give us... So I haven't watched as much Copa America as I, I've watched almost, I think, almost every single game of the Women's World Cup. I've watched probably maybe a third of the, of the Copa America games, although it's on ESPN+. Plus. It's very... You get South American soccer is fucking bonkers and fun to watch like it is fun to watch. both at the club level and at the country level so i always encourage i you know i'm i love watching south american soccer when i can why don't you give us a little breakdown of brazil versus peru uh, and what to expect and well, then it's a, yeah. it's, a rem- it's a rematch of the earlier group meeting because both of them were in the same group and which ended up being a horrendous uh outcome for peru which okay. they lost five nothing oh my god <laughs> and, and, and we had our own uh peanut butter and jelly blame it on the jelly moment in which good ah. yesi was was and, uh, was Holler? Uh, he he uh, he kicked the ball and literally it bounced up. I forget what Brazilian forward and it hit the post. And then he tried he tried to go to the ball and skip it. And then and then the next person just you know the goal they, they just not make them. They just went around him and it scored. So it ended up being like a five nothing. And it was a total like uh, dismantle of the Peruvian psyche at that moment. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna make it out of this group. I mean, a 5-0, and and then the Japan tie <laughs> with Ecuador yeah, pretty much yeah. did us in. And I was like, and I was a big fan of Japan because Japan was playing a good, they a were good playing well. Circuit. And I hope that they come, keep on coming back to this tournament because if there's any proof of whatsoever that the playing in the Copa America helps teams, just look at Jamaica in the last. Uh, in their last uh, run at the goal at the, at the gold cup. Now, cor- they, yeah, correct ahead. me if I'm wrong. Like, so for those of you who don't know, Comebol, the South American uh, Football Confederation, has ten teams. When they do their Continental Cup every four years, am I right, brother? Correct, four years. It, every four years, when Comebol does the Copa America, the, to make a better tournament, because we all agree twelve is better than ten, three groups of four. They invite two guest teams, but Commonwealth makes those decisions, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, Mexico has been there a few times, a lot of times. Japan's been there quite a few times. The U.S. has even been invited to the couple times, a cu- yeah, a, cu- a couple times. Yeah, but the problem with inviting Concacaf teams is they're playing the Gold Cup the at the same cup, time, right? Yeah. Right, right? So they don't send, they don't send their A squad. Yeah, they send either a younger squad or they send a B squad, right? Right, right, right. And that really doesn't do anything for any kind of, kind of it. The only two, when Jamaica did last Copa America. They lost every game. They lost just about right, every right. game, but they were competitive yes. in it. And then what did they do? Because right after that was the Gold Cup. What did they do? They made it all the way to the finals. Yep. It was the same group of, same group of players, the nucleus of the players that were able to play in the Gold Cup. And they already had enough competition against an Argentina, against, uh, I mean, it was Ecuador, or whoever else was in the group that was, was good enough. I mean, like, you go to, the, you go to Copa America, sure, you, you want to be able to send a squad that can compete. Yep. But at the same time, it's a perfect time to be able to test your talent and, and your ideals in, against uh, against high quality opponents, like I think the 
the the best thing about this is that people were getting blown out in games during I mean Brazil was blowing people out five nothing, six nothing. Like Brazil right? does. And then and then and then and like in the quarterfinals, they play like Paraguay. Goes to penalty kicks. Yeah. Five four. It right? tightens up. Yep, it tightens up all the way. Chile and uh, Speaking of Chile, yeah. Now, as someone who does not watch as much Conma Bowl, okay, I was surprised to see the score of Chile Peru. Okay, as as someone who watches a lot more Conma Bowl, and especially as a Peru fan, were you like, "Hey, I saw this coming miles away"? Like Peru took a better squad. Peru was playing better than Chile. I, I think I think Peru peaked, started peaking at the right time. I think that's one of the things that that I will I will take to the grave. But I also think is Gareca's uh, team new to. To prepare, and he's done a great job after the Brazil, Brazil, and he owned. The, he he's owned the manager. Mistake. Yeah, he's the manager. Yeah, uh, Argentinian manager of all things, right? Um, he was uh, <laughs> he was able to put together a, a good game plan in which uh, we were able to plug enough to, uh, midfield and have enough of our of our attacking force that understood that we were looking for the quick playback. If you look at the possession between Chile and Peru game, Chile had the much better possession, but we had the be- the better opportunity. Sure. Right? Kind of like the San Jose Minnesota game. game. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's like you you, you, you put your, your players understanding that we're going to do a quick one-two combination or a give-and-go or we're just going to go ahead and try to try to get the ball back, quickly moving the ball, quick passes, that, that we're able to be the benefit of the doubt. Now, uh, the Chile and Peru game, I mean, the Uruguay and Peru game was just crazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. Like, like here, the, here's I'm, I'm in Duluth playing my last soccer tournament coaching my last soccer tournament my, my gold talisman is there too in their first uh, Duluth the Lake Superior Open and I make it back to the hotel because I want to watch I want to watch the uh, quarterfinals and I'm there and they don't have they, and they're not showing the game at the hotel the right. bar doesn't have ESPN Plus no no I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like Fox Sports have, 1 or whatever it was on it was on ESPN Plus ESPN Plus or Telemundo right yeah, and you have Telemundo and I was yeah. like oh my gosh so then I am here I am I'm, and we have the little side table right my wife's sleeping I thought she was sleeping so I prop my phone up against against a lamp, and I'm watching the game, and I'm and, I'm, and I get to the piano of the kicks, and I guess it was when my wife woke up. There's a video somewhere out there in social media of me reacting to the penalty <laughs> kicks and the penalty <laughs> win, right? And I didn't know I was aware of being videotaped, anyways. But anyways, it was just one of those things. You, and it's like so I your was wife watching. You, I was Minnesota, watching Minnesota is phone. technically a two-party consent state, I believe. So yeah. uh, you get that <laughs> shit taken down if you need to. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Let me just get this straight, Rodrigo. You were using your phone to watch the Uruguay, uh, Peru quarterfinal. Yes. In in Copa America, and your wife was using her phone to videotape you watching. Exactly it? right. <laughs> that that is pretty much what was going on. And yeah. like, and, and one of the things so that like my I don't care do how old you are. That's millennial as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the funniest things too is that is that you know Gallese, who was the goalkeeper who created mental errors against Brazil, was the one. Who blocked the penalty shot by the only one? Luis Suarez, right? And that was the only difference between that game. And in the game against Chile, he was huge once again, uh, blocking shots, but he also blocked the penalty at the end. Yeah. Right. And the penalty at the end, uh, and there's a video I posted on Twitter of, of, of my wife, because she's known to videotape people in reactions, <laughs> right? There's a, there's a video out there of Isa Watch, okay. and she's watching the penalty kick, and she's sitting there, she's sitting there, she's sitting there watching, and she's like, Oh, that's okay. I was like, some of the games are most over. Chile will score. We'll, we'll win 2-1. We'll win 3-1. And that'll be it, right? And then Gayese blocks this, 
blast the shot by Vargas, right? And yeah. then, and then she goes crazy, right? Because you know she because I raised her, right? And somehow you know my my Peruvian genes have inserted more. And then the Mexican jeans at that good. point, and uh, and the crew goalkeeper making that save is just huge. It's huge, right? Yeah. And he's blocked. He's blocked three, I believe, three penalty kicks in this Copa America, right? Wow. But here's the here's the thing, that's even crazier, right? Um, the last time Peru made it to a final in Copa America, I wasn't born. <laughs> that was 44 years ago. Wow. And All this right. team that Gareca has put together, uh, and build, and not only made them stronger and bond. Uh, have brought two gifts to me that I thought I would never see in this, never see in my lifetime, which was one, go to the World Cup, qualifying yep. for the World, World Cup, and going to the World Cup, which was the amazing. Second one, and then the second one is watching them play in in, in, a, in a in a final for the Copa America. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is uh, Giselle, my daughter, aka the Gold Talisman, she's like, look, the worst thing that could happen is your second place. Right? Yeah. Right, you're the second best team in the Copa America, and I'm like, yeah, that that's not like, Argentina, not, not yeah, not, not Argentina, right? Argentina, not I was like, not, not not Chile, <laughs> right? You 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 beat you beat your 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 rivals, not only your historical rivals, yeah, but la, you know, la, as you just say, el clásico del Pacífico, uh, ah, as they call it, right? On the Pacific because, coast, yeah. Well, not only that, but yeah. the left there's, coast there's, of but South there's America. A, there's a war between there was a war between Peru and Chile called the Pacific War, right? People, ah. you, can, you can use Wikipedia and Google it and find out more about it. But that was one of those things that still irks to this day to many, many Peruvians as well as many Chileans, right? Okay. So it's, it's, it's a little bit. But, but also, beating Chile is also about, and Elisa is going to hate me for saying this, but it's also about smirking the arrogance that they've had this last couple of years, right? <laughs> I, yeah. mean, they won. I mean, Chile's yeah, the two-time two defending Copa America champions. Yeah, exactly. Correct, yeah. And, and in the last Copa they America well. that they won, right, you had the controversy of Vidal crashing his Ferrari, getting a car accident the day before because he was he was drunk, yes. and yet getting to play the final, right? Yeah. And then the serendipity or the irony of Chile complaining, uh, complaining about or oh, filing a report against Felipe for them playing a wrong player, so they can get more points, which ended up benefiting Peru, which ended up being the reason that Peru goes to the World Cup. Sure, right? And in addition, that you know they've been they've been always ever since being World Cup World Cup. Uh, I mean, uh, Copa America champions uh, that they know they they they've been bragging about that all yep. times. And it's great to do that, but when you do it, you got you got to be able to do it in, in in a way. I mean, Uruguayans don't like Chile just for the fact that of the last Copa America, where I forget who was the player who 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 stuck their finger up. Oh, up, up, uh, Cavani's bum, uh, <laughs> and and so like that's. <laughs> I mean, that people remember those type of things, yeah. and, and it's all about that kind yeah, of stuff. Yep. So this final is just going to be. Um, it's going to be crazy because you don't know what Gareca is going to do, and I'm looking forward to see that he's he's already seen them once. Yep. So we know Everton's going to be someone that you have to be able to plan. Absolutely. For, right. Yep. Uh, so I think Danny Alves is someone else you have to plan for. Yeah. Uh, Firmino I, I, I is great. I mean, you, I mean, there, you know, you kind of know how you game plan around Allison, who's one of the, probably the best keeper in the world right, right now. Right. Right. Or right. one I of mean, the best keepers in the world How do you right do that? But at the same time, you can't deny that this Peruvian team at the moment might be a team of is, destiny. Is doing is is doing things that they, no one else expected. Yeah. To, right. So. We just named a bunch of Brazilian players that if you watch European club football or if you watch uh, Comibol, uh Copa America, or we know who these players are from Brazil. They're famous. The clubs that they play for are famous. Rodrigo, for the, for the passive fan like myself who is not up on Peruvian soccer, can you give us some household names that should be household names, Peruvian, Peruvian players that we – 
if we're gonna watch this final, who we should be looking out for? Like, oh my gosh. we know we know to look out for Danny Alves. Yeah. We know to look up at Allison. You know, like, right, right. But like, who are the Peruvian players yeah. that that we should should become household names for us? So, okay. so do that, and then and then give us a prediction because we're 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 over an hour already. We're over an hour. All right. So here we go. So here we go. Uh, I think my pre- my prediction is it's it's going to go to PKs, and then I think. Peru takes it in PK's 5-4. Wow. wow. That's my bold prediction. Wow. Because All right. really, we, we really That's as ballsy, Peruvians man. have nothing else, to ha- nothing else to lose, right? Right. We weren't supposed to be in the finals, right? Yep. I mean, Chile was heavily favored. Yeah. And yet we were able to counterattack. You should say Uruguay was heavily favored too. Yeah, exactly. In the quarterfinal? Yeah. But, so. but, but I mean, I mean, even Pablo from, um, from Latino Rock and Minnesota Football Show, I mean, he like, he like asked me, "Can I be honorary Peruvian for a day for the amazing?" <laughs> and, and I said, and "I said, you know what? I called the consulate and I said you can be an honorary Peruvian for this one time." So, so apparently, you know, you know, yeah. he's converted into into. That's, but I think that's I think massive. I think the um, what is it? Bl- the ESPN blog, the Eplurius, uh, the SB Nation one. Yeah, Eplurius Lunum. Thank you, thank yeah. you. They put in uh, a mention. They put an article a couple of weeks ago about uh, who who should the MLS who should the loons should be target. One of those players was Renato, Renato Tapia, which is the, one of the midfielders in um, in the Peruvian squad, and actually one of the best players that had a game against Uruguay and against Chile, right? And okay. I think he's he's he's, Tapia? he's a def- Renato Tapia. Yep. Nice. And then I think he's someone that's gonna 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 start making uh, a lot more noise than before. He's he's more of a, a defensive midfielder, which you know I can totally see fitting well within the system. My always favorite player uh, uh, always has been Christian Cueva. Okay. I think he's finally beginning to play again because he's not getting a lot of playing time. But I think Christian Cueva, uh, Renato Tapia, always uh, Paulo Guerrero, our, our, our leader and forward. I think Ayese is doing a really great job. Someone needs to find him a job somewhere else <laughs> because he's playing in the Mexican League and I think his contract's up or is, if he's, if he's going Ooh. back to play in the Peruvian Leagues. Okay. And I'm like... I Juicy mean, like tidbit. You, 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 yeah, you, you block three penalties in the Copa America. Someone's got to give you a job for that. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think also Luis Vincula. I think if you're looking for a physical left back. I know, team, Vincula, I know what team it is. Huh? I know what team was looking for a physical yeah, left I've back. Been, yeah, I've yeah, been, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 I, know, I know you've been on, that, on his. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've, been, I've been on a Vincula <laughs> watch for a long, long time. Yeah. I also think Edison Flores is also an undervalued that's, player. That's the name that people might recognize, Edison Flores. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because he plays, I believe he plays in the Mexican League. I forget which team he plays yeah. in. But, I mean, he's a, he, he's a midfielder. We always need wingers, right? I mean, those are those are things that people should be looking at targeting, and hopefully they'll be able to make a leap either to Europe or to a different leagues that they can be. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm still angry at the fact that we didn't even try to uh, get Yotun from Orlando, and he's having a, he's having a good Copa America as okay. well. Okay, so. we Minnesota United. Yeah, yeah we okay. as a yeah. Minnesota United. Okay, all right. So uh, you have a five-four in PK Peru victory. Um, you know, I, I for, unfortunately like I'm just I'm way too wedded to my Brazilians, Allison and Firmino. I think Brazil wins it three to two an extra and time, and that's fine. I, yeah. I, I I would have I would would guess Brazil wins three one. Okay, but but that's, that's I mean, my but prediction. here's the but, thing: if, if but if, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope if I'm Peru wrong. wins. We're gonna be very very happy um, for you. Last, right? Look, let's not be Minnesota <laughs> nice about the city around here, right? I mean, like if if you think Brazil's gonna win, that's great. That's great. That 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 that's more than okay. No, the worst thing that happens Silva, out of here, Peru comes second second in the Copa America. Yeah. Are you and Eric Eric Silva Brennerman gonna be watching in the same room? Um, I'm waiting for uh, the owner of this bar 
to finally uh, make uh, an West announcement Coast. that uh, there will be like Pisco and Capirinha's uh, <laughs> drink specials here because because yeah I'll be here I'll be here. All right. We'll be here for the 10 yeah, a.m. Yeah, game. Hey, hey, Eric, I'll if be you're here afterwards, so Eric, I know Eric's Eric's already trying to track trash on, on trash on Twitter, <laughs> and hopefully we'll we'll get back and forth regarding who's gonna bring in, who's not, and what other uh, gifts he's going to throw my way. All right, but, but it's a good time. I feel like you guys need to make a bet on the game. You know, whoever you know, whoever you, you rack up gigantic tabs, and whoever uh, whoever wins buys the other person's tab or something. So. Uh, all right, so we talked a lot about Brazil and Peru. Uh, thank you, Rodrigo. Let's very talk talk very briefly about the Gold Cup final, which is at uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time here, um, USA versus Mexico. Obviously, we these two teams have a lot of history, um, a lot of recent history, uh, a lot of history in the Gold Cup final, of which Mexico has won, I think, four of the five that they played against. But, but the one big but there is that the only time that Mexico has lost in the final to the U.S. Is bet, was in Chicago at Soldier Field, where... This game is taking place Look at on you Sunday. Digging for those I history, for whatever, for whatever I can skill. find, That's whatever I can find, I need to, I need to, I need to have hope and faith that this uh, U.S. men's national team can beat a Mexican team that, uh, quite frankly, is the better team of the of the two right now, in my estimation. So, for those of you uh, U.S. fans that are thinking, hey, what about Dosa Zero? What do you mean that David's throwing this number out four out of five? Like the Dosa Zero Gold Cup, yeah, this is that's World Cup qualifying. World, World Cup qualifying, the U.S. does very well against Mexico in World Cup qualifying in and, Columbus, and, and even had a Dosa Zero, I think, in in Korea or Japan in 2002. Yes, in, they did in, in, in the in the World Cup, World Cup so, quarterfinals. So, so the USA in World Cup qualifying or in the actual World Cup does very well against Mexico in this tournament in in Copa de Oro in in in, in the Gold Cup. The U.S. does not have a good track record. They do not. So uh, hopefully that will change. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing, though. Both of these teams have looked shaky in this tournament. Um, USA, Mexico more than the U.S. Mexico more than the U.S., and that is, uh, that is not something that has typically happened. Normally, Mexico has looked much better. I think they won. Uh, they, won they, beat, they beat Costa Rica on PKs in the quarterfinals. Yeah, did, you, did you watch that game? Did, I was in Duluth. And, I did not. And, and we, we, had convinced, we had convinced the, uh, the hotel person that was doing the night shift because they have a TV in there. I was like, Listen, like there's a bunch of soccer parents and soccer guys that be like, we just want to watch the game. Can we turn it on? And they're like, yeah, we turned it on. It's like, nice. and then I was like, but it was no sound. I was like, look, what? I was like, what do I need to slide under the table for you to be able <laughs> to turn the sound on, right? Because there's like eight of us out there. Yeah. And then like people walking by, and it's like, what channel is that on? I want to watch it upstairs. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, it's like no. I was like, and it was like, no, no, no. I was like, just tell me what team, what team you're going for, and then like. One of one of one of our co soccer parents was like Costa Rica. I was like, that's the answer I was looking for. And she went out and turned out, <laughs> turned out. <laughs> right? So we're sitting that's in the awesome. lobby at like eleven o'clock at night, and we're screaming and yelling at everything that's going on. Right? That's awesome. That's and amazing. Then, and then and and then like you know, it's like and then like all of a sudden we're like, like we thought about it. I was like, oh yeah, if the last person to kick the the penalty kicks for, for uh, for Costa Rica is going to be. Francisco Calvo, Francisco Calvo. Right? and they were like, "Yeah, it's not gonna go to that." And all of a sudden, it goes to that. And all everybody in the room who are United fans just look at each other. We're like, "Either this is the moment where he where he proves us wrong, or he proves us right." Right. For that yes. year, right. And unfortunately, he proved us he proved us wrong a little bit. But the he next person missed, right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. That, that did not prove anything right or wrong with what he did. But. It was a, it was a very it was a very nice PK. We'll, we'll give him that. But yeah, uh, no. And I think the thing is is that is that with this with this Mexican team, their main issue is not creating opportunities, mm-hmm. but finishing. 
Yeah. Right? They had so many opportunities against ha- Haiti. So after they, they beat Costa Rica on, on penalty kicks, um, much to the despair of Juan Francisco Cabo, um, they, they go on to the semifinals against Haiti, and it goes to extra time. Right? Yeah. They had way more chances than Haiti did. Both had plenty of chances, but Mexico had, had more. And they get by on, on what I think is a really weak-ass call. A very dodgy, a dodgy very weak, penalty. A very weak yeah. call, in, in the, foul in the box. I didn't Coca see a Cap lot, is corrupt. Yeah. I, didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of contact. Uh-huh. And, and, and Mexico all of a sudden is gifted a free kick as if the refs are like saying, we don't want this to go to penalty kicks. We want to go home and go to bed. And, and so they... they well, there's a reason that the tournament is set up so that Mexico and the U.S. are on opposite, opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah. Um, every year and have no chance to play each other until the final if they both make it. Uh, I know. I, I, I wonder why that happens. I don't right? know. Yeah. Weird. Um, weird how I mean, that works out. One yeah. thing. The one thing I'll, I'll, I will uh, I will say is that um, for the just generally in the tournament, but also um, Mexico specifically. So Mexico has like three of their best attacking players are not at the tournament. Um, either they decline call ups uh, for personal reasons. Um, or you know, birth of kids and things like that, or so, injured. Or injured. So like, you know, Mexico is missing some of their top talent, which Chicharito, is Chicharito, Chicharito, uh, uh, yeah, Vela, and then um, um, God, I'm trying to remember the third one. Basically, yeah, three players who basically. Sorry, I stole your thunder. Yeah, declined, declined Tata's uh, Tata's call up, and you know, for all the things he did right in Atlanta, he's looked like his tactics have looked odd in Me- if we're in the Mexican national team. And I don't know. I, I think so. He's playing some youth. And yeah, that's, and, that, and that's that's good to see. Yeah, but at the same time, the you know the main issue, the main issue that you have with Mexico is that they can't finish, mm-hmm. right? Right, and and if you if you if you've taken that to a final, uh, and that's been and that's been the 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 one the one thing that Mexico cannot do is 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 finish. Yeah, right. Um, you you put it against a, a USA team who's been able to finish. Right, uh, I mean, for the I most part, Pulis- yeah, they, well, no, they looked Pulisic really is, dodgy Pulisic against Curacao, and then they looked amazing against a, yeah. be- a better Jamaican. They squad. looked they looked very good against Jamaica last uh, right. last if night. If you would have said who 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 is the, who's the better opponent, Curacao or Jamaica, everyone points out to Jamaica. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think Curacao re- literally did did like okay, let's let's, let's put our, our park the bus. Our, yeah, park the bus in a center sense. Plug up the middle, but make sure that we have a quick counterattack. Yep, and and it almost worked, right? Usually, that's you know, it's worked for the United. It's worked for for other for yep. other teams around. And it's worked against the, U.S. Uh, yeah. most like plenty. I mean, Trinidad Tobago. Yeah, you know, three years ago is a perfect example or whatever. Right. You know, Costa Rica, and I think this Panama. Team, name, name and the and team I think one of the US things about this team that that United States that I that I that I've that I've appreciated was not only the unselfish play of Christian Pulisic. He's put the team on his back. Yeah, yeah. but also at the same time is is the fact that you, now you have uh, a Bradley who doesn't have to be the the eight or the ten. Yep. No, who, who who's comfortable being a six, and but still has the ability to make really great like, offensive plays. Yeah, incisive passes. Like he's, right, he still right. has he still has the mentality of an eight, um, but he has more but of the skill set of a six. Right, right, right. So, but he can still he can still like. Ping a ball like right onto someone's foot, right, he, and he from, doesn't from have th- thirty yards away, right, and he doesn't have to carry the team on his back. Exactly, that's given up to a much younger star yeah. and, and a much younger uh, cast. And Pulisic's wearing the armband. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, that says everything. And, yeah, and Pulisic's willing to do that. Yeah, this is a coming out party for Weston McKinney. You know, Schalke player. Um, yeah, he's he's just playing. signed a, a long-term contract with Schalke. Yes, and he's playing great. Um, 
that whole sequence uh, for the goal for West McKinney's goal against against Jamaica, where it's like I can't remember who passed it to Josie. Josie lays it off to Polisic. Polisic gives it. Was it Polisic or was I, it? Yeah, Cannon? I, can't, I can't remember. It was I was, Can- Cannon I was kind of drunk at that Cannon. point. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> but like after the game like yesterday, typical, four, typical, four typical or answer. five okay. five amazing passes that involve our our defensive midfield, our our attacking midfield, and 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 our right wing. You know, that pass the ball and get that ball to Weston McKinney for the goal. Like we're passing better. Yeah. And like Rodrigo said, you know, we're we're scoring goals. We're taking advantage of our chances. All right. right. I mean, when we took that long break, that the delay of it was it was what it was one nothing. And yep. for the longest time, you didn't think anything was going to happen. And then it was two, two nothing. And then it became two one, quickly, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. Jamaica was pressing. And, yep. and they had a great header. And 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 they had a and, and they were pressing and Bailey who at that point had not been extremely great, decided to take it upon himself to be able to, to create, generate that offense. And boom, there's that goal. At that 2-1 point is where you're like, you either go, oh, no, or like, oh, let's see what's going on, right? Sure, And yeah. the United States was, were able to com- create some composure within themselves and be able to score the last goal. Yeah. So, like, I, I think it's going to be a great final. I think so, too. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be close. It, oh, oh, I, th- I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it really depends which Mexico shows up. Yeah. If Mexico that finishes all their opportunities, then it's going to be a 4-1. Yeah. If it's the Mexico that we've been seeing lately, uh, can't finish in front of the box, right? It's skyboying balls, all these different things. I think it could easily be, easy be a 2-2. Or it could be uh, three, two, three either two, way. Three, either two, way. either way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think all three of these finals have the opportunity to be, like, high-scoring affairs, honestly, just with the way the teams are playing and the way they're matched up against one another. They will be entertaining. Let's, so uh, so let's, let's, let's finish up. Um, we're not going to get to – we had one question. We'll get to that question uh, next podcast. Um, let's wrap up with uh, our predictions for the USA v. Mexico uh, match. Rodrigo, who do you think – who do you got? I, I got three two Mexico three two Mexico okay MJ? I have a Mexican wife in my home I, 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 you, can't, you, you, I can't I can't do I understand what you're saying it. I understand I yeah that's fair um I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three two US all right I'm gonna go three one USA okay so all right for, bold um, predictions bold bold predictions everybody uh all right thank you everybody for listening to this uh, midweek or I guess kind of technically end of week podcast our um, independence podcast yeah. So I hope never, you all had a safe fourth. Yeah, we 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 don't uh, never always necessarily say this, but rate and review our shit uh, on wherever you listen to this podcast. That apparently helps with rankings and stuff. I don't know about that. Like, um, subscribe, like, subscribe, and please, 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 can you give the Patreon plug? <laughs> Patreon.com backslash the Dave's I know. Um, yeah, contribute to us. We uh, we uh, bought new mics. We bought uh, some splitters so that we could have multiple guests instead of just me and Martin. We can have a, a third person. Or a fourth person, for that matter. So yeah, so patreon.com backslash it is. I know we really appreciate uh, uh, amounts that end in sixty nine or four twenty. So you know whatever you want to give Those there. Six 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 or six six six. That's a Luke Craig. Any, uh, any support is welcome if it's numerically significant to you or or, or Dave's. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, we are nothing if not on brand at all times. Uh, follow us at TDAKMN on Twitter. I'm at Texas Zeller. Martin is always at Offensive Loons. MJ, it's at MJ Matsui, correct? Correct. M A T. So M J M A T T S U I. Two T's. Two T's uh, and, a, and a Sui at the end. Uh, Rodrigo is R S C spoken word. Correct. All right, I nailed those guys. Uh, all right, thank you guys uh, for listening to the podcast. Um, again, go to that Patreon. Come find us. We'll be. Uh, I'll be here on Saturday night for the Montreal game, and then again, um, Rodrigo and I will for sure be here 
on a Sunday morning. We'll be all Sunday. I think yep. me, and, me and Dave might actually cuddle on a, one of those benches. Over we might, yeah, we might. Yeah, we'll depends. eat some Culver's and then just depends. like spoon. I just wanted can, can to I be, can I be, the, can I be the little spoon though? Uh, sure, okay. sure. As long as Baby Ragnar is in the is in the building, Ragnar will be here for because most. Because Issa, 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 Issa Watch said that Baby Ragnar is one of the cutest babies she's ever seen. That's I appreciate that. Thank you. And just to foreshadow, reminder to everyone that next Wednesday is U.S. Open Cup. Minnesota United versus New Mexico United. Yep. And and if you do not have tickets, maybe you don't have season tickets, maybe you're a passive fan, this is a great opportunity to get inexpensive tickets to yeah. see Allianz Field. I don't think anybody listens tickets. to our podcast as a casual fan of soccer, but fair enough. This is the longest Wait, outro get, ever, get, guys. Get $10 tickets and be able to sit in lower level, right? Yeah. yeah. Longest outro ever. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know with MJ and Rodrigo. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't be at all.